Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for Late Night Reds Talk. What is going on, everybody? And welcome to this week's edition of Late Night Reds Talk Live, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online. Bet Online, we're back and better than ever with a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your bonus. Bet online, Believe Podcast Network, Late Night Reds Talk Live, the moon is bright, the spirit's up, we're here tonight, and that's enough, but because of the MLB lockout, we are not simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I'm Tim Daniel, very excited to be here with my crew, as always, our excellent producer, rocking the X today. I see you, Nick Kirby. I see it. It was a very lovely weekend. I, I had a nice it was, weekend. It was. How about you, Tim? I was there. It was an awesome, awesome atmosphere. They fed us skyline in the media room. So it's always a win. So absolutely. It was a fun night, man. There's nothing like working the crosstown shootout. It's a blessing. Um, also joining us as always, the biggest fan of Skyline Chili, former major league baseball pitcher himself, Carlos Guevara. How are you, buddy? Could tell lies about me, Tim. Come on. I'm doing good, guys. How are y'all? When you come for opening day, you know we're taking to Skyline one day, right? For sure. Okay, I'm just making sure you're aware. We'll get it on video, and then Nick's going to be back there chugging from straight from the can. He already said it, so. Yeah. If he can't make it to opening day, we're sending him Skyline, and he's going to do it live. Yeah. Hopefully, baseball can make it to opening day. That's the other good thing. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I always have a scan of Skyline in the cupboard. I mean, Same. There, there's at least one. Always. Same. I doubt it ever expires. Kind of like dog food, right? No, never, never expires. <laughs> it's like one of those six-year expirations. So, <laughs> not not that I need it. I mean, it's, it it, makes it's gone quick. Yeah, it that's on. Sense. It's on. It's automatically on every shopping order. Automatically. Although Skyline, if you're out there listening, why don't you be our sponsor? Yeah, I'll, I'll wear those sweet <laughs> shoes that you guys gave out to the uh, UC and Xavier coaches. I'll wear those on the show. Heck yeah, I will. All right, guys. Well, we're going to go ahead and get into today's broadcast because, well, it's still lockout season. It'll be lockout day 12. It feels like a blog, like a, a video diary at this point. I think which is kind of one of the things we want to touch on here is obviously this is still really irritating. Um, you're hearing a lot of rumblings of like people just being mad and that's it. And the pictures are still going around like they were last week, but MLB lockout day 12, same as MLB lockout day five, it feels like. It just seems like there's absolutely zero sense of urgency on anything at this point. And it doesn't seem like we're going to get any sense of urgency till we get, you know, closer to, to games getting played. You know, I, I don't know. The only positive I've heard is that losing spring training revenue would be a lot more hurtful than we would think. So I think that's the only positive thing I've heard is, well, maybe they'll actually, you know, feel a little more 
pressure, you know, when we get closer, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Strap in. Is this going to be like, um, if we get to the point, like where like MLB, the show 22 comes out, is it going to be like, it used to be in King Griffey junior baseball where they just had to put a bunch of fake names in, but it was like, Oh, that guy's 100% Eric Davis. So his name would be like Joe Sanderson, number 44 for the Cincinnati Reds left fielder. And you're like, I don't know about that. <laughs> Yeah, that is fascinating. That is something I, I haven't thought of, or I don't think I've heard anything about that, but I would assume they're not going to be able to have the players if if uh, the lockout's not done. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe they'll have more if they'll even be able to put it out. Um, you Because you can still put out Major League logos in, like, Major League uniforms. Um, kind of what Nick were talking about last week, because the GMs in the front office is still working. Um, but, but those players get paid from that game. They do, yeah. So, I don't, so that's why I don't know if they're are going to be able to put it out because it's for profit. That's true. It's a little bit easier back in like 1995 when they all had the same face, you know. <laughs> yeah. Whereas now, I mean, like you can pretty well tell who's who, even if you take their names. I don't know. Maybe they can get away with, you know, just having you know number 19 with Joey Votto's face and likeness. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting thought. Maybe they'll finally get more classic teams on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing like i always wanted as like and i know it's like really like this, but one of the things i love about 2k and i understand in basketball rosters compared to baseball and football rosters is totally different um but like i always wanted to see like you can play with the 1976 cincinnati reds and it was like you know obviously they wouldn't put pete rose in the game it'd be like number 14 reet pose third baseman pete rose but- jr pete rose <laughs> jr filling yeah. in for his pops <laughs> but um yeah, I always wanted that because, like, um, there's like people out there who, thank God for them, have far more time in life than I do, where they'll like put like, um, in the in the roster vaults where they'll actually be like, download this, you can play with the 1995 Major League rosters, and like I have a blast with those because Deion Sanders is playing for the Reds in those. So, if only they would just bring back the unis from that time. Yeah, they feel like the same uniforms for the Reds for the last like 10 years. And the Reds had like a whole season where they had like 10 different uniforms. Like, yeah. Sorry, Carlos for letting MLB the show hijack the podcast. Although, I mean, there's just so much riveting conversation to be had around (laughs) baseball these days that, you know, that could be a fun podcast right there. Like all time favorite baseball video games. There you go. I could, I could go to town on that one. If it's March fifteenth and we have no uh, no signs of life, we're doing a full video game podcast. Perfect, owners, um, you're warned. <laughs> yeah, man, but yeah, obviously, just kind of still in the same boat. We'll be probably betting on people online playing MLB the Show with our Bet Online sponsorship soon, just to get baseball feels. They did it during the pandemic where people play two K online and people would literally bet on the game, and I was like. Uh-huh. We we have really failed as a society if this is where we're at in sports right now. <laughs> well, minor league baseball can play. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a very, very, very small part of me that kind of thinks it'd be fascinating if like minor league baseball was the only baseball going on for a couple weeks. Like if you'll be betting on the Dayton Dragons <laughs> and you know, maybe yeah. maybe uh maybe uh, ESPN would pick up some minor league games and it could be kind of they could have some fun with it it'd be fun for like a, a week and then we'd be like okay like let's let's go yeah it was like in the pandemic when like you would get up at like six in the morning to go to work and like they would have the japanese baseball games on yeah 
It was fun. It was fun for a couple of days. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is. Yeah, yeah I remember. I would. I was like, oh, I gotta watch some baseball. I gotta wake up at five to watch this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, you like look behind like home plate, and it's like all stuffed animals are like in like the the premium seats. <laughs> Golly, that was the best. <laughs> well, we got winter league coming up to watch. Yeah, we do. Which actually brings us thank to Bryce and our next conversation. Jose Burr would be league MVP, I would bet. So shout out Bryce, which is really fitting because, like, like, Tyler, like uh, Carlos just said, Jose Burr would be in winter league play on Tuesday. Uh, we, knew, we we talked last week that he'd be playing there in the offseason, and he's been working with Alan Zinter and Joel McKeithen right before the owners lock out. I, for the life of me, cannot pronounce the team he's playing for. Should I try it? Yes. <laughs> okay. Carlos, if you can pronounce it, you got to tell me how off I am. Is it La Temporada del Siglo? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you got it right. Oh. Boom. Look at that. Flexing. Obviously, I know Jose Barrero versus Kyle Farmer is a hot take on the Twitters. Oh, right. yeah. We're going hard right now. Right, Guevara? <laughs> I don't even have a side to take here. I'm just like justifying why it happened and <laughs> why it's not happening. And like, people hate me. <laughs> I think there's going to be plenty of at-bats for both guys unless the Reds sign a couple more players. And yeah. if, if there's going to be a DH, I mean, it's if like, this is I the team the Reds have, there, there's plenty of at-bats to go around, guys. Yeah, so we got to talk about this for a little bit. So yeah, people keep throwing the damn defensive numbers that he put up out there, which is so dumb. They want to use that and say, okay, no take that for a full season and he's going to be freaking Barry Larkin at shortstop. Like, okay, do the offensive side. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. He didn't get enough at bats. I'm like, wait, what? But he got enough ground balls. How does that work? <laughs> oh man. I, mean, I, I would have liked to have seen him play more too, but at the same time, I just know that people don't like to hear, it, but that would have messed up the, you know, kind of what they had going there at the end of, uh, what was it, like August when they were playing well. And for him to come in there, that would have disrupted it, whatever. I don't know. He's going to get plenty of chances. He'll get plenty yeah. of chances this year. I, Far- Farmer did hit pretty well in September, didn't he? Yeah. In July, and, he was obviously awesome, yeah. And, and Suarez also hit pretty well in September, who would have been the other option, right? Like, my remembrance, right? So, I mean, look, none of that cost the Reds, you know, so no. what – you know, I, I guess he maybe he could have played more center field. I think yeah, I would have supported totally that. Fine with with their shortstop the way it is now. If they split time next year, I'll be fine with it. Like that's not their problem. Shortstop is not their problem. Yeah, I mean until they until they go get a legit center fielder, there's just there's so many there's so much playing time to go around that I don't really think it's it's even remotely an issue at this point. Um, I mean, I guess if if you have Sinzel, Barrero, and Farmer, you know, you're gonna have one odd man out, but how long is Sinzel going to be on the field? Yeah. So. Sinzel at this point is like Derek Rose where you're like, oh man, you see he had those flashes and you're like, and he's gone. <laughs> Derek Rose was so rough to watch. His jump shot was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Believe me. I know. Still love <laughs> you too, Bryce. <laughs> As I, I did love that this week, um, Kyle Farmer decided to take to Twitter and like everyone's tweets. I'm all for it. 
That's A plus trolling. That, that is, is that, that doesn't say anything back. Just just uh, the casual like. That's what I would do. That is Same. exactly one hundred percent what I would do if I saw tweets like that. I like like you know just like <laughs> I see you. I th- I see what you said. Yeah, I had I had someone. Um, I had an MLB network personality once do that to me. I, I said something, you know, kind of, you know, like they were terrible and uh, they hit the like and then they followed me and I was like so uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, oh man, it's, it's, it's great trolling. It's, it's phenomenal trolling. So mad respect. Yeah, I, I love the, like the people that talk shit. They'd be the first ones asking for an autograph. Oh, oh yeah. hey sir. Oh hey Kyle Farmer. Hi. How are you? I'm a big fan. Can I get a picture? You're great. <laughs> Bryce is coming hard today. <laughs> we might have to send Bryce a link and have him come on in here. Like yeah. <laughs> oh. what else we got going on, man? <laughs> he doesn't need to be in the cage. He's got that position wrapped up already. Oh. <laughs> Oh man, you love to see it. So, so Carlos, what can Jose uh, Barrero get out of winter ball? Hopefully, he plays some center field seriously. Like, I'm really hoping he gets to play there. I don't know. Have they said if he's just going to play shortstop or not? I don't know, but I'm going to be locked in trying to find a bootleg stream tomorrow night to find out. <laughs> it's not on MLB TV. Yeah, if you want to pay 25 extra bucks. So, yeah, so you got to pay that in the off season. Yeah, it's not a year round deal. Yeah, God, I love MLB. Can I give you guys my sling login? Will that work? Just say it right here online. <laughs> no, I pay like $8,000 a month for DirecTV, Tim. If it's not on, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't have it. No, no. So so MLB, um, your your yearly is only for the, the, the game. So you can still go watch like a game from August if you want. But it's an extra $25 for the off-season pass. To watch the uh, the Dominican. God games. Almighty, those greedy sons of bitches. And I think ESPN had the rights before, and they were like on ESPN Plus. Yeah, they were. Which was only like you know like five bucks a month, but they like oh we got a great deal. It's on MLB TV, and I was like oh this is exciting. And I went I went through the night to watch it, and I was like oh twenty five extra bucks, that's great. But I did find a bootleg stream, so I will uh I will send that your way if I find it. I'm definitely not spending twenty five bucks on that after the. 200 bucks i've already shelled out you know this past year like that's that's a bit excessive yeah um so yes that was a good point that uh, bryce said that's uh, i guess when they announced they said he'd be playing sh- uh, shortstop and center field carlos so yeah good I'm, I'm glad hopefully i mean you don't expect to see too much hitting wise i don't know how much live pitching he's been been seeing right now so i mean this small sample size will be just kind of like the small sample size he got during the year which I mean, anything you can take being around uh, older players, stuff like that, it's going to do nothing but help. And, you know, they're going to be big situations. I'm sure that he's going to come up to in the playoffs, which is going to help as well. So hopefully we get to see some highlights. Yeah, lot, I hope so. A lot more energy than uh, in Louisville, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember he had a bomb in the Futures game? That was cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for Jose Barrero and I'm excited for Kyle Farmer. I'm happy both players are on the Reds roster next year. Both players can really help the Reds. Uh, it's good to have both of them. It's okay to it's okay to like both of them, believe it or not, people. So I think I know the answer to this question though. So all these all the the people that, you know, are really mad at Kyle Farmer and really want Barrero to play, 
do they watch the games and hope that Kyle Farmer fails? Yes, I right. Not. I don't. I I hope there's maybe a couple. I would hope that that most most people don't. There's been plenty of Reds players that I've despised over the years that I still rooted for, like <laughs> Matt Latos. <clears throat> what? <laughs> I was cheering in Game One when he came in. Yeah, same. Not not so much in Game Five, but. I think the further Nick's point for all the Reds fans who do feel this way, like, can we just go through the early 2010s and we remember, like, who our backup shortstops were? Like, there was a year that they were platooning Paul Yanish and Edgar Renteria. I'm not going to be sad about this being their shortstop tandem. Yeah, you can you can never have too many shortstops. You can never have too many center fielders. Uh, many, many guys that are competent at the position that you can have the the better so you're not you know calling up your your uh uh Yvonne de jesus juniors you know to be playing and filling in so yeah i think it's great to have you know multiple guys that can cover the position and play well defensively because that is a major issue for the reds over the last couple of years and both of those guys should be plus defenders at shortstop which is huge you love to see it love to see it yeah all righty so talking about i guess he was drafted as a shortstop and could also add to this dilemma at some point red's 2021 first round draft pick matt mclean out of ucla the game plan seems to be he'll be starting starting the 22 season in double a in chattanooga um obviously you know you we read a little bit about he you know, played rookie ball for what, like a week, and they were like, "Nope, you got to go to, you got to go up." And in, in the year with the Dragons, actually played pretty well for the Dragons, uh, from what I understand. Um, for anyone who's watched minor league baseball far more than me, if they want to correct me, I'm not gonna be mad at you. Uh, I understand. But Carlos, kind of curious your uh, your thoughts here. Obviously, first round pick. You know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, just like how much attention those guys get. But he was impressive last year. He played really well. Um, I think if I remember correctly, and someone could tell me again um, that knows this better than I do, there was a lot of discussion about him potentially playing another position in the future. But um, is you could see a possibility where if he you know plays really well again, that you could see him as a potential even like a September call up for this team? Maybe. I mean, double A is the right spot to be at if you want to if you want to get that call up. Um, it, he's older too, so it, it very well could be possible. I mean, he's not that much different than what Jonathan India is whenever he got it. So what is it particularly just from your experience about, cause you've talked quite a bit about like double a is basically when you figure out if you can play or not, like what is it particularly about double it's that step? Obviously it's a better competition from eight ball. I understand that part, but like, what is it necessarily about double a the where like it kind of tell, it gives you the signs of who's going to be a major league player and who isn't. Um, just, whether the fact they can play or not, like if, if they're consistent, if they're, you know, a borderline all-star in that league, then yeah, I'd be curious to see how many all-stars, like what the percentages of all-stars from double A making it to the big leagues. Um, but no, I mean, you can just tell, man, whenever you're, you're there. If, I mean, I, I would, I would imagine most fans could tell too, if they got to watch the game. So oh, this kid's going to be a big leaguer. Um, certainly whenever you're around batting practice and you see them fielding balls or you see, you know, or you hear the way the ball comes off the bat. Um, as far as like teammates, you're able to see their adjustments that they can make, you know, after struggling the first month and then, and you know, that the potential's there and then they make the corrections, all that stuff. These, the, 
I feel like it's easy to tell. And, and you know, hitters, I feel like it's a little easier uh, than pitchers because there's so many pitchers that throw hard and you can get away with stuff in the minor mm-hmm. leagues uh, a lot more because you really only have to worry about probably the, you know, maybe the first four guys in the lineup, really. I mean, three and fours are the ones you're only really worried about. So you don't give up, you know, two run homer instead of a run one homer like you can just get away with a lot more gotcha the, the stats carry a lot more weight at, at double a than than like rookie ball right i mean yeah if you, sure. if you you go out and you so, so let's just you know say mclean goes out and tears it up in double a i mean i think it's going to be like okay yeah this guy might have the potential to actually you know help out the the big league club in the very near future as opposed to you know if he doesn't rookie ball well okay Maybe that's good. Maybe it's not. It's. I feel like it's a little bit more of a crapshoot the the farther down you are. Yeah, for sure. The rookie ball and 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 low A, and even high. There's still a lot of players that have like no chance. There's so many players that don't even make it to double A. Like so many. I, I don't know the percentage. They told us back when we were playing. I I, don't, I feel like it was only like three percent or something like that. Is it wow. like when? You- is it like when you got to like that $32,000 question on who wants to be a millionaire? Like you're like, okay, I've, I've made it this far. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Do you by chance remember, this is totally off topic, but just talking about like the minor leagues and stuff. And, you know, they're well known for like minor league stadiums, just having the craziest shit going on. Do you remember like the craziest promotion that a stadium had when you were playing in the minors? Um, Nothing crazy, really. I like the... Uh... The one in Chattanooga, they'd give away those old, like, beat-up cars, like, drive them around the stadium. They'd give one, like, every other inning, they'd give one away. <laughs> that was like, what, really cool. what the hell am I supposed to do with this thing? <laughs> yeah. You're, like, hoping you don't win it. <laughs> this isn't worth getting insurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. I was just like, kind of thinking about that, because I know, like, here... Uh, where I live, we have who's now called they're now called the Florence Yalls from the Frontier League, but they used to be the Florence Freedom. Um, it was like 2012 when the whole like Manti Teo thing came out. They did like a bobblehead box, that's all it was, was just a box. And I was like, Manti Teo fake girl from bobblehead night. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember too many of them. I just remember like the superstars and Myron Newman. <laughs> And the on-field entertainment, whenever we would always screw with them, <laughs> whether it was like loosening a, a bike pedal or putting eye black on the dizzy bat race, like on the top of the bat. So when they get up, it's just like all on their forehead. <laughs> That's awesome. And people would race around or whatever. We'd throw like water on them. Uh, just being kids. Annoying uh, kids is what we were. The glory days, right, buddy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. So we did have the minor league rule five draft recently and the Reds got Ronnie Dar- Dawson, who will likely be spending heading to triple A after spring training. Uh, this is a speed power and high strikeout guy. Uh, does it provide the utility of playing all three outfield positions? Played three major league games for the Astros as a former second round pick. Um, I mean, looking at the numbers there and the a ball looks like his uh, on base percentage is pretty solid there for a hot minute. And then I don't really have much more to add to be positive. 
just another outfielder. Seems like the Reds are really uh, trying to collect as many outfielders as as uh, as they can, which is is funny because we went in like seven months ago thinking, "Oh my gosh, we have so many outfielders. What are we going to do with them all?" <laughs> right. And you know, now we're just collecting them left and right. Yeah. Was this in? This was in the minor league, right? Rule five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the major league rule five has been postponed um, because of the lockout. You can't do anything with players except for justin verlander he's a he's immune Mm -hmm. yeah i saw ben tweeted that his deal with the astros is official yeah i think that was just because it was like a hang up on the technicality and it had already been processed or whatever but yeah still still funny like the one player that got through after the lockout (laughs) if it was gonna be anyone it was gonna be justin verlander of course it was an astro you know right yeah those cheaters those cheaters they banged some trash cans on his way to sign the contract and send him the fax machine. <laughs> of course, assuming that they still send things through fax machines, which I highly doubt. But Ronnie Dawson, we are rooting for you. I moved my camera today. Yeah. Howdy, Dowdy. Kyle Dowdy. Cowdy, howdy, Dowdy. Reached major leagues in 19 with the Rangers. His fastball hit 98 miles per hour. Strong arm with massive control issues. Wearing an Indian's hat, strong arm, massive control issues. Are the Reds drafting Ricky Vaughn? Uh, this guy is no CNL Perez. Uh, he's, he's, you know, less control. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's fun. Um, I mean, at least he has some upside. At least, you know, he does have obviously a, a, a live arm uh, and could throw hard, but he's one of those guys you pick up and, yeah, you hope you can work a miracle with. Does this say my man went from AAA in 2018 with the Tigers to rookie ball in 19 with the Rangers? It was probably just a rehab sign. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was one inning. Oh, okay. I didn't see the one inning. Okay, I was like, oh god, that's not promising. Yeah, I mean this this guy last year had uh, uh, six walks per nine in AAA, and uh, in 2019 at seven point three walks per nine. So uh, massive control issues might be a bit of an uh, understatement. Okay. But hey, he could throw hard. So, you know. Yeah. Golly, I hope they don't let him do live BP versus our starters. (laughs) (laughs) Kill someone. (laughs) You know, like when you watch like uh, college softball and they have like the face mask on the helmets, they're telling them to wear those. Yeah. Golly. Oh, our, our next slide, you know, we have uh, Clint Hurdles joining the Rockies organization. I'm surprised they didn't pick this guy up. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big Beamer guy. We're not talking Frank Beamer from Virginia Tech. That's a college football joke for anyone who doesn't understand it. I, uh... All right, we're getting awkward. So, <laughs> yes, we have Ginger's Journal. Shout out Ginger Source Rex uh, talking about... Uh, MLB and MLBPA remain far apart for the bargaining agreement. Uh, 51 players are decided in the AAA phase of the Rule 5 draft. Yasiel Puig is back in baseball, signing a one-year deal to play in the KBO, like Nick mentioned. Clint Hurdle is back with the Rockies. And then we discussed the Kyle Howdy-Dowdy and Ronnie Dawson picks. And then Carson Fulmer going to the Dodgers. Alcantara also going to Japan. And Tim Fedrowitz and Christian Colon retired. Brandon Finnegan signing a minor league deal with the White Sox and the Giants, adding 
infielder slash relief pitcher because the Reds needed him so bad these so many times this year, Alex Blandino. So things are hopping. 100% Blandino is going to be a superstar with the Giants. He just, you see that coming for sure. Yeah, you do. Man, how far did Puig fall? You know, I mean, man, he was, when he was with the Reds, I mean, we were talking about like signing to a five-year extension or something, you know, like that was 2019. That wasn't that long ago. Did you read his little uh, apology letter he wrote or whatever? Yeah. Well, it wasn't even really, was it, was it before that, that he was like not getting picked up or, or was that part yeah, of yeah. it? Yeah. This, his signing came after that. Okay. I'm like, get out of here. His agent's also Rachel Luba for what it's worth. Not going there. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Carlos, we got a question for you from Bryce. Uh, from the guys you talk to, what level of baseball is the KBO or the Japan League? AAA better? Um, I haven't really, I don't really know too many guys that have played over there um, or had too many conversations with, with the guys that did. So I, I really don't know. I can't answer that, that question just because. I'm, I'm not sure, but I would imagine it's better than than Triple A, the the Japanese league. I don't know about KBO. I'm not sure at all, but I don't know. Maybe it, I don't know. Maybe take it that back. Maybe it's very similar to Triple A, with just some better players. Maybe I, I don't know. I feel like it's a lot more common for players to go, you know, when they're still like have the capability of of maybe making a major league roster or French just saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going over there now and kind of getting that guaranteed money. Um, <laughs> um, it just, it just, it didn't seem like, like that was the case as much, you know, five, five or 10 years ago. Uh, it just seems like that's kind of a, a, a different, a different trend. <laughs> yeah. Well, because of it, we got the excellent movie, Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck ever heard of it. Sure have. Yeah. Maybe that's what started the trend. Maybe. We got another good question in here. Why did Red's Twitter all of a sudden start arguing about Farmer versus Barrero today? Does this useless argument ever Because stop? I hate dumb opinions and I had to fire one off. Liam, first off, go heels. I like the icon. <laughs> Second, it doesn't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. In uh, fairness, what the hell are we supposed to talk about in December with yeah. in, in a lockout? I mean, you know, hey, it, it, any any conversation about baseball is good conversation about baseball. I don't know. I might, take that back. <laughs> I might walk that back next week. But. We might have like a podcast in the near future where we're discussing like our all-time favorite baseball movies and doing a fantasy draft of people who have characters from baseball movies. <laughs> that might be happening. Um Jimmy Fallon's character, number one overall from Fever Pitch. But he he wasn't wow. like an actual legitimate player, though. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we go to the next part of the discussion here, we're going to go ahead and say that this episode is also brought to you by Lightbox. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gifts of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a life price of $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds but are just are grown in the lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and a beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are as a gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make the outfit sparkle. 
Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds, never a dull moment. Yeah, I'm, you know, I think we all got to get on our, our Christmas shopping, get on the lightbox. Let's let's make it happen. But if I explain it to my wife that I bought something that's $800 for Christmas, I'm in trouble. Don't tell her. That works out well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let's go ahead and talk about next year's potential starting rotation, shall we, gentlemen? Absolutely. Yeah. So, as we see here, the Reds are going to be moving on for a little few different guys. But Luis Castillo coming back, leading the way, has a... Okay, I understand why we use these metrics and stuff, and I'm all for it. But Steamer is a really bad name for a baseball projection. <laughs> the hot Steamer. <laughs> so... That should have been the name of our podcast. The Cincinnati <laughs> Hot Steamer. Be the cold Steamer right now. <laughs> So Luis Castillo right now is projected at just under 180 innings, a 3.78 ERA and a 3.9 F4. I'm all for those numbers. I'll take a little bit of a lower ERA, but who wouldn't? Am I right? Especially in GABP. Yeah, and I mean honestly, like the ERA projections don't go as low as they will actually go for players. They're usually a little bit more conservative. Um, I, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I don't think there's a lot of players that will actually get like a, a sub three ERA projection. So even when you're the, the basically what I'm trying to say is the top tier pitchers tend to be higher than, than they could go to. Um, and, and the same with, with the pitchers that, you know, could be that are probably really bad. They don't actually go as high just because, you know, that variance is, is, uh, it, 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 they tend to go closer to the middle is, is kind of what I'm saying. So a 3.78, that's actually probably in the grand scheme of, of pitchers really, really good is kind of what I'm trying to get at. I'm never forgetting that when we had that off season, we signed Eric Milton and people got excited. So I'll take a 3.78 ERA for my ace. Yeah. I mean, 3.78 is really good. You know, can't, you know, I could get much better. Especially after his first month. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other part. Show us what it'll be in April and May and June on, and we'll we'll probably probably even out in the middle. Or was the first two months, Nick? Nick, yeah. are you there? The the first two months were were not great, but no, sorry, I was I was looking this up. So there, there's only uh, two pitchers uh, that have a sub three ERA projection by Steamer: uh, Corbin Burns and Jacob Degrom. So. Again, like a three point seven eight is is up, Tim. is uh is really <laughs> it is really good. Yes, it is. All right, to the next steamer. <laughs> oh boy, Tyler Ballet projected one hundred and seventy six innings, a four point two five ERA, and a three point zero F four, and also one hundred and thirty wasted innings of throwing thirty five pitches or more. Yeah, I love Tyler Malice. I only joke about that. I, I really only joke. I do really like him, and I think he's very good. If the Reds did end up trading Tyler Malley, I think he'd be a player that would be uh, uh, much more appreciated when he's gone. Um, yes. Um, like D. Scalini? Yeah. Like, yes. Excellent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he, 
I think I think Malley is really I mean I think he was already a top 15 pitcher in the National League last year but I I think he was like the top 15 by ERA like I'm not even using any crazy metrics like yeah you just use ERA that's a crazy metric what is this 1998 <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah but no I I think I think I think Malley will uh get all-star consideration next year. I think he'll be in the conversation to, to pitch in the all-star game. Uh, I'll go ahead and throw a bold prediction out there. Um, he's just, he's had a really nice trajectory the last couple of years. Seems like he's um, really starting to take off um, some of, some of his, you know, advanced numbers, like, like his, his K rate, you know, his hard hit rate. I mean, those are, are really, really good. I, I think that the, the away splits, I just I think they were a little over exaggerated. I don't think that's going to be a trend. I also don't think he's going to pitch as I don't think he's going to pitch as well on the road next year, but I don't think he's going to pitch as bad at home. I think those will kind of even out a little bit more. I think 2019 he had a really good year at home, so I, I just I don't think this is some you know sign. Hey, he can't pitch at home. Maybe I think they that'll send all those those uh, loaded balls to Cincinnati, and he pitched with all the dead balls on the road. Maybe, yeah. I'm yeah. joking, sort of. Yeah, I, mean, I think some of it was just you know so, some some bad luck, and you know maybe maybe at times you know it kind of snowballed on him. Um, he he did you know have a couple games where he really got rocked that kind of really inflated those numbers a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean I I I really hope they keep Tyler Malley unless they're they're getting a a, a massive haul for him because I I think he's a legit top of the rotation pitcher. Yeah, I do too. You still have him ranked number three on the Reds. Is that right? Uh, no, I have number two since he's the second slide. His oh. steamer projections say he's number oh. two, Carlos. Uh, well, it, half and half. We need to get one of those or write it down, steal it from the TNT, NBA on TNT, where these predictions that they make and you write them down and we'll come back and uh, revisit. Guarantee, as Charles Barkley says. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. <laughs> Well, one of the fun things is, is like all of our podcasts are up on the internet, so people can't go back and look <laughs> at them. Are, any, uh, yeah, but I'm not going to go back and say, hey, when did Nick say that? Yeah, I'm what not are the, uh, sure what someone the, will do it for you. What are the Apple podcast <laughs> reviews? I, I saw that recently and I was going through ours was like, the guy was, the person was like, I love this show. And I go like back and forth with some of their takes where they're awesome and some takes that drive me crazy. And I was like, perfect. That's exactly what we're aiming for. Yeah, Nick's the skip dealer of the show. <laughs> hey, I'm the, kidding. I'm kidding. You're the one provoking the entire fan base today. <laughs> yeah. Did you remember Liam's question earlier? That was you. You started the argument. Was not about me. <laughs> skip. Hey, Carlos, what's what's your legit take on Tyler Malley? I know um, you give me a lot of grief about him. I, I I'm I'm honestly. Are you? Do you think like he's? I think close, he's a close. good number number three starter um, for a playoff team. I don't see him. Any, I don't definitely don't see him in the top fifteen in the National League. I mean, without going ahead too much, what is what are the the numbers say for Gray? So Gray has a better ERA but a lower uh, WAR because uh, so they're pretty, they're pretty okay. similar. Well, because God, damn, only 135 innings. Yeah, that that's why he's projected, um, and that's a pretty seems like a pretty fair projection. Yeah, it does. Um, no, but yeah, I, I think he's 
perfect for the Reds have him right now, you know, number two, number three type of guy. Um, I like his stuff whenever he's on. He's really exciting to pitch. I just, yeah. it's so weird that, you know, those, it was so weird watching him at home. And that's, you know, those bad outings are what sticks with me more than, you know, the positive outings. Um, just because, golly, some of those games were just out of hand so early. Um, but if that high fastball, man, he, he throws that so well. That's that's to me. That's his best pitch. Is that high fastball? He can he can just live up there on those quarters. It's nice. Yeah, I think we're and he's still growing. That, I mean, he's yeah, he's still pretty young. So yeah, I mean, I, I joke about it, but you know, there were definitely times when it's like they were in close games. It was like must wins, and you were like taking him out in the fifth because he threw like 107 pitches already. And you're like, I assume that that's going to come with age. That's going to go down more. Um, so that's just kind of the one thing like I would love to see, you know, and that's baseball right now I'm saying, I want to see my pitcher go six, seven innings. Like that's basically everyone not named Jacob deGrom right now. So I feel like it's moved down to like five or six innings now. Yeah. Quality start would now be four and two thirds of one earned run. And yeah, Mally was still, uh, above league average and, um, how deep he pitched into a game. He, he pitched, uh, deeper than the average starter did the reds in general were significantly better than most teams i don't think a lot of people really realize how how much better the reds were at that than other teams um but yeah I mean, mally in 2020 i mean granted there's no fans but i don't really think that would have too much of an impact on pitching at home or not but yeah 3.03 era at home um in 2020 there's only five starts but you know he did have some success but the reds in general um you know, the team ERA is 4.74 at home and 4.06 on the road. So every Reds pitcher is going to pitch better on the road just because of the ballpark that they play in. So that's what I'm saying. I think some of this will kind of even out a little bit more. I don't think it'll be as as pronounced. I think some of it was just kind of some, you know, some variance. But I, I don't think he'll be able to, to, to post close to a sub-2 ERA on the road again either. Um, I think those will probably both come back to, to earth a little bit. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. And obviously this is the kind of the, the Sunday gray projections, which, you know, like we said, as far as innings seems pretty accurate with his injury history. Um, and obviously depending how long this lockout goes, it's seeming more and more like he'll be a red next year. Where if you had talked to me at the beginning of the year, I probably would have projected him to not pitch for the reds next season, which is still a possibility, obviously depending on when the business resumes. Um, but you know, it's hard to not like Sonny gray. You know what I mean? Like he's just a dude, he goes out there and he battles, uh, he's been doing this for a long time. He's had great, great resurgence with the Reds since coming over from the Yankees. Um, you know, so I will always root for him. You know, if this is the end of his Reds tenure when the when business picks back up, thanks for everything and being awesome and being an all-star. And if not, I look forward to seeing you pitch for the Reds again, man. Yeah, yeah. he's definitely fun to watch for sure. He's he's a competitor. You want to give him the ball. You want to the guys want to play defense behind him. He gets going. You know what you're gonna get from him every time out. So that that it's a good feeling to go to the ballpark whenever Sonny Gray is pitching. I would imagine. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and we had some injury issues. He still made 68 starts the last um, three years with the Reds, which is uh, nine more than Degrom made. So, like you know, as injury prone or whatever you want to say, he's he still made a decent amount of starts. Gray is. Uh, 
uh, 18th in baseball and in, in wins above replacement among starting pitchers since, since he came to, to the Reds. Castillo's 10th, but he's right ahead of Darvish and Kershaw and Gossman and Bauer. Um, and, and Malley's 34th. So, you know, Malley's not, not far behind. He didn't have a very good 2019 either. So, um, I mean, these are three really, really good pitchers. Um, you know, not a lot of teams have have three pitchers of 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 this level. The, the, I think there's there's certainly I think you know uh, better high end pitchers, better number ones. But having three of these guys that are all you know um, um, really good, not a lot of teams have that. Yeah, what what do you what would you say? Sonny is now is he more a two type of three guy for you? I mean, it depends on what what you're talking about. I mean, in the on a playoff team. Well, are we talking seven playoff teams next year? You know, I I, I get what you're saying like, like in the AL East, yeah, he's probably like a three or four. But in the NL Central, winning the NL Central, I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, if, if you're comparing him to the Brewers, yeah, he's like a three. If you're comparing him to the Cardinals, would he be the best pitcher on the Cardinals next year? I don't even know who they have. Wainwright, they picked up. Um, um, right, uh, Matt, was Matt Matt's, back, Jack Flaherty. Would probably be above him. Yeah, Jack Flaherty. But, I mean, Gray's not far behind Flaherty. I mean, they're, you know, but that, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, he's, not, he's certainly not in the level of, like, Corbin Burns yeah. um, or even probably Brandon Woodruff. But, I mean, I think he's probably not not far behind, like, a Jack Flaherty. He'd be the ace of the Cubs right now. I mean, I, I think I'd take him over Stroman. Um, and the little guys battled it out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I just think – if the Reds do keep all three of these guys, which, you know, I hope they do unless someone's just really going to, to, to blow them away. I mean, man, these are three really, really good pitchers that I mean, if you're going to have seven playoff teams, which it sounds like is probably likely to happen because that's like the only thing that the players have to concede um, for the other things they want. I mean, that's a pretty good uh, path right there to get you into the playoffs at least. Am I crazy on that? No, not at all, man. And plus, I mean, I mean, I mean, the Reds finished sixth last year. They finished tied for fifth the year before. I mean, it's not, you know, <laughs> seven playoff teams. You're right there. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm with you, man. Vladimir Gutierrez, who... A spider on your neck, dude. Yeah. Dude, I love that. <laughs> that is intimidating. Get Nick's, one, Nick. Nick's going to have one next year. We're going to come on for opening day. And he's going to have a spider just right here. My my kids might be a little scared of that. I don't I don't know. They'll get used to it. I, I don't I don't know if I could pull it off like Vlad. You know, I not with that attitude. You couldn't. <laughs> I'd have to do a little more chiseling, <laughs> a lot of more. So Vladimir Gutierrez, on, on funny enough, as his uh, teammate Jonathan India won National Rookie of the Year, got a couple votes, ended up on the ballot. So um, I like Vlad. Vlad kind of you know. He battles like we, we've seen. I mean, he was really impressive his first couple starts. Um, had a couple rocky starts there towards the end of the year, but I mean, as far as like a back of the rotation guy, I'm I'm pretty in on him. Um, I think he has some good upside, but I think he definitely could kind of slip down next season, and kind of have a little bit more of a regression, like you saw towards the end of the season. Yeah, it feels like teams were starting to they had enough film on him and stuff and started yeah. making their adjustments. So it's going to be on him now to make his adjustment back to that. Um, but again, the way that I like to 
to grade these guys is how I see them on a playoff team. And, and I see him as being uh, like, you know, like a sixth guy or a seventh guy or like a, a long man or a long guy. Yeah. Um, they can get by, you know, at times when people are hurt with him being the five, but that, unless he changes some things up, then um, yeah, I don't see him in the top five. Yeah. There were, I think the Reds would be a lot better off if either one of two things happen, either, uh, Green and Lodolo, both who we're going to talk about in a minute, come up and and are able to stay in the rotation. And, and you know, Vlad is is your your sixth starter floating between AAA and in the majors. And I think he would really be perfectly fine in that role, a lot better than what a lot of other teams are going to be have. You know, kind of doing that 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 shuttle role. Or the Reds go sign another pitcher. I know they were, you know, talking about Andrew Heaney at least. Um, so if the Reds do keep all their starters and, and, you know, if they're able to add maybe one more guy kind of of that caliber, um, I think Gutierrez really kind of fits in that role kind of, 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 of going back and forth. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, the, I don't think he was as good as, as he, you know, showed early. Um, but you know, you're not gonna take that away from him. I mean, I, right. he came up and he, he, he filled a big void for the Reds and, and pitched really well. So, yeah, he did. um, I feel better about him than I did when he came up, but I don't feel like rookie of the year, fifth place finish good about him. As, yeah. Like you would I'm, think you might. I'm with you. I'd like to see them somehow mix him in there with those young guys, with those two younger guys and not necessarily a six man rotation. Cause I still want to see uh, Lewis and, and Tyler Malley pitch every fifth day. But those other three, like Gray can use the rest because, I mean, his body's catching up with him. Um, Amir Lodolo and, and Green and Gutierrez and just kind of mix them in, give, the, give you know, like maybe starting in, in May, if the season starts on time, like in May, okay, start, you know, Stevenson or um, Green, you're going to miss your next start. Vlad's got you. Uh, next time around, Vlad's got, you know, Lodolo. You know, just giving each other – extra extra time off because if we start the season and those those two young guys are on there i don't see them pitching in 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 the playoffs that's because that's way too many innings for them yeah i think that's a a great point that's a great point yeah i I like that a lot and um yeah i mean if 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 green and dolo both start the year in the rotation they're probably not gonna be able to finish the year it seems unlikely so but yeah if you can mix them in and you know give them some days off maybe you can keep them the whole year yeah yeah, I agree. We all know this is my guy. My dude. He is. Raver San Martin. Just, you know, he only, he only pitched two major league games against the Pirates at the end of the year, but I was impressed with the man. He just went right at those dudes. You know, didn't let anyone try to beat him. If they beat him, that was because they got the best of him. Uh, he obviously came over in the Sunny Gray trade. So it's been a really payoff. I'm high on him. Um, I know he's pitched, they said he was pitching pretty well this offseason. Um, but you know, this is kind of your start the year, triple a spot star kind of guy, um, maybe potential reliever, depending on what the needs are there. But, um, I like Reaver San Martin, man. I think, I, I just think he's a dude. I think he's a dog. I think he just competes. Yeah. He's, he was fun to watch. I did see somebody on Twitter said they wanted him to be a reliever. So he could be Reaver, the reliever <laughs> <laughs> that made me LOL. That's, that's, that's easy marketing, easy marketing. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good comment. I was trying to get it up on here, but I'm 
I'm having some struggles. Sam Martin should be a reliever, so uh, Reaver the reliever can happen. I mean, <laughs> I ask for so little. That was a really, really good comment from Mike. I, I did, I did enjoy that a lot. Yeah, it's an A plus tweet, as we call it in the biz. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised when I saw. And again, streamer is the the lesser of the projections. Zips isn't out yet, so we're just using streamer because it, it, it's only is it streamer. Out. Or steamer, steamer, steamer. Sorry, <laughs> I was kind of surprised at that 4.15 ERA projection, one point three F four. That's a that's, <coughs> that's no a heck shit. of a that's a heck of a projection for yeah. Y'all, he pitched pretty well in Louisville. I thought I was optimistic, man. <laughs> yeah, that one's got anything on steamer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he had a pretty good minor league season. If you see in double and triple A there. Yeah, I mean, I think he's another guy. I mean, he's another if he's floating back and forth, filling, filling, he, he'll fill that that void well. If if he has to make you know ten, fifteen consecutive starts, he probably will get exposed. Um, so in a hundred innings, his K through nine was about ten. If you average him out, yeah, I mean, he strikes guys out. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. solid. Doesn't walk. I mean, he had phenomenal numbers last year. Yeah, he did. Um, man, I tell you, if he does does do anything in the rotation, uh, that's that Sonny Gray trade. Oh my goodness! I know. Yeah, you're right, man. Like I'm looking now, like at this. I've looked at this before, but just seeing it again, like doesn't give up a lot of homers. And again, that's you know he's only pitched one time at Great American Ballpark, so I know this is hindsight, but he did pitch twice against the Pirates, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So he was basically just pitching in AAA. <laughs> well, according to Clay, the Pirates are the future, and they're going to be the greatest team to ever play baseball again. So, yeah, I don't think the 2021 Pirates were in that. No. But yeah, no, I mean every start he makes next year that's positive. I mean that's just another like like uh, Sword and Brian Cashman. So let's go. That's true. You we're it. here. We're here for it, Reaver. <laughs> Make him pay. And we have Jeff Hoffman. Who? A legend, a legend. I really like Jeff Hoffman as a reliever. I think he just, I think that's a really good fit for him. Another spot starter, be on the major league roster through the year. Um, but you know, again, don't have the numbers in front of me. But last year seemed like when they made that move when he came off the IL, he pitched fairly well coming out of the pen. They coming out of the pen for a little bit. Um, I don't know. It doesn't blow you away. Doesn't have like anything. Like, doesn't have like something like his fastball is really good, obviously, but. Not a guy that I'm like super stoked about when I see he's uh in the he's starting that day and he's taking the mound. Yeah, um, I don't mind having him on the roster. I mean, every team needs someone like him. If mm-hmm. you know, kind of hate to say it, but if he's our mop up guy, long guy, that's not a bad one to have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you saw other teams down the stretch, you know, having to really put some some garbage starting pitchers you know, out there because it just you know ran out of pitching so um i don't think hoffman was ever as bad as he was made out to be um you know he was a guy that the reds basically picked up for nothing you know robert stevenson who was who they it sounds like they were going to non-tender so um yeah i was glad they picked him up i he's yeah, he's, I he's, like he's better he, as a reliever sorry nick yeah and he had good numbers as a reliever last year uh 3.54 ERA in, in 28 innings. Uh, struck off 40 batters in 28 innings um, as a reliever. So um, it was 5.20 ERA as a starter. I mean, that's not good, but like, he also didn't get crushed either, you know? So 
if he's a guy, you know, you know, making your spot starts, he's at least a guy that the uh, best way to say it is this. If Jeff Hoffman comes out and makes a start, you at least have a chance that maybe he pitches well. Probably isn't, but it's not like one of these things like where <laughs> Padres are throwing out Jake Arrieta. You know he's not going to pitch well. Like, you Why know they're – there, you son of a – Well, you know, <laughs> you know I was going there. But, you know, I, at least there is some potential there. But, yeah, um, the Reds are obviously better off. He's in the bullpen. But Yeah, Bryce putting up his, his uh, minor league numbers there. 28 innings pitch, 3-5 ERA, almost 13 strikeouts per nine. See, Bryce, Bryce follows us up. Team Bryce, I like it. Obviously, the dude of dudes, as uh, Fred's fans are very excited for, Hunter Green, former second overall pick, um, was on the cover of Sports Illustrated for kids. He mashes. Actually, he had some Instagram videos recently where he was hitting again. He's got a nice cut, man. He's got a nice swing. I know he's hitting off a tee, but swing looks good. I don't know if that really matters here, but... Obviously, when it comes to Hunter Green, the conversation is about um, we know, you know, Carlos hit on it quite a bit this year. We know he can throw a fastball. We know he can play as a fastball. It's just figuring out those secondary pitches. Um, obviously, you know, he pitched really well for Chattanooga this year and then went to Louisville, um, you know, pitched decent, had some really good, you know, had some really good outings. Um, I felt like, though, just kind of like from the outside looking in, there was a lot of like, he struck out nine guys and threw five innings, but he also gave up three home runs kind of thing. Um, I'm still really high on Hunter Green. I know there's like, I know a lot of people believe in Lodolo more. I would probably consider myself in that market, but I'm still in the high belief that he's going to be a very good major league pitcher. He's only 21. Right. I mean, maybe he's 22. I don't, I don't know. He was 21 last year. I mean, man, the, 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 the strikeout capability that he has, uh, you know, he's going to definitely be a pitcher that you expect to have some, some growing pains when, when he comes up yeah. and, you know, have, have some really, really good starts and probably have some really, really bad starts. And you're just going to kind of have to, you know, live with that. But man, I can't wait for him to make his first start. He is, yeah, I've only seen him pitch once in, in person and it it's electric. It is. I'm just... yet to see him pitch in person. So I'm, I, if his first starts at GABP, I will get tickets that night. Yeah. It, Anyone, anyone in the area should. I mean, he's he's just uh, he's special, and you know, I, you hope he can he can pan out to his potential because if he does, I mean, that that's a, a really dominant pitcher for you know hopefully six years. Damn, they're projecting him. Hmm. I thought, you know, I know they they showed a couple of his at bats on the bat on the Louisville Bats Twitter account. I know it doesn't matter for a pitcher necessarily, but especially with the DH uh, more than likely coming into the National League, I I think you know this is this something where he might be able to. Does anyone know this? Could he hit? Could he hit next year? As is like a something at all, if anything. Like when while not pitching. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I mean, especially since you're not going to need pinch hitters. You know, I, I don't. I, I don't. I think what happened to Michael Lorenzen last year is going to terrify the Reds. Yeah, that's ever doing anything like that again. Like the worst luck possible on that. But man, that's the kind of thing that that, that I think sticks with you for a while. Like, you're like, yeah, I'm not messing with this. And I mean, especially with Hunter Green. I mean, with with the talent and the Sports already Illustrated had, cover, yeah, he already had Tommy John. And... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not messing with them. So, yeah, I'm excited for it, man. I definitely am. Nick Lodolo, who's also the number one overall pick. Um, 
you know, if you look, the numbers are there. Uh, we talk about it. he's also got the ability to have some strikeouts. Didn't look like he gave us many home runs. Um, did struggle a little bit in Triple A this year. Uh, and if the very few starts, was it, did he get injured? Was that right? Yeah, he was hurt. He had, I think, blister issue. Yeah, we said sev- several, several, several uh, injury issues since he's been up. I think most of them have been kind of like, like nothing like too long term uh, of a concern. But um, man, when he pitches, uh, he's had some some pretty dominant success. Yeah, I'm very excited for him. I've I've bought a couple rookie cards, so you know when he wins the Cy Young, I can retire yeah let's go yeah and then here's our other guys this is kind of the guys that the, the rest of the depth chart um riley o'brien you know we saw him he he uh uh pitched at the end of the year and you know against the white Sox, didn't go too well but he, he's a guy who had a nice year you know for the for the for the reds in triple a you know kind of on the radar at least uh, graham ashcraft is a guy that i know a lot of people are high on uh, it sounds like he's probably going to start the year in, in, in double A. Doesn't sound like he really has a, a chance of like making the uh, the opening day roster unless there's just a ton of injuries. Is that the guy that had like the crazy run of not allowing a, a run? Yeah. He's yeah. going back to double A? I think so. I, th- I think he was in single A and went up to double A during that run, if I remember right. Um, mm. uh, the Reds also picked up Connor Overton. So guy that that dominated the Reds with the Pirates, uh, uh, he's got some 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 decent you know numbers. Whew, at least we don't have to face him in September. Yeah, <laughs> you're not kidding there. Can't beat him, join him. So yeah, I mean he'll be kind of one of those you know guys you know non roster invite kind of you know fighting for a, a job. And I think he's he's pitched in the bullpen as well, so he's just another option for that. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's pretty much, you know, most of the guys, um, there, everyone else is pretty, pretty far away, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Reds are adding, you know, you know, maybe not guys that are for sure, you know, uh, could make a MLB rotation. Um, but guys that are, are definitely, um, like, like, I think the Reds could add a couple more pitchers that were kind of like where Jeff Hoffman was at the start of last year, where, where, they could make the team kind of fringe, you know, major league pitchers and, and, and see if they can, you know, uh, uh, get someone in camp and, 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 you know, have a, have a good camp and, and kind of carry that into the season. You think there's any chance that they bring in a starter who could fight for the, for a starting position? <clears throat> Johnny Cueto. Rotation? Yeah. Yeah. I think like, like a Johnny Cueto. I mean, I think, I think they're. I think it's more likely than not that they'll bring in a pitcher like a Cueto or someone like a, a veteran that's kind of a a fringe, you know, uh, uh, fifth starter. Um, maybe trade for Miley. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Ooh. Wait, Miley will be the new Hal Morris, where like the Reds would get rid of him and he would keep coming back to the team at some point. <laughs> I, I really hope I, I liked Wade when he was here. I really hope he just gets destroyed with the Cubs because I don't want to hear it all year. Like it's just gonna be. Blooded. I hope <laughs> he's pitching for a rival, so like yeah, I. I That's true. I I he hope dies. he has he an dies. ERA of fifty plus. 
I remember Sorry. like when Arthur Rhodes ended up pitching for the Cardinals and just being heartbroken. That was like after his all-star season with the Reds and then whoever he like signed with traded under the Cardinals at the deadline. It was just like, damn it. Good, good pain. Good pain to have. So I guess now we can look at this. This is what uh, Nick put together here as far as the potential of the rotations. Which one do you like a little more? I think 2022 obviously has more upside. Um, so I, I think I'm more excited about that one. And I think, you know, obviously the top three doesn't change. Um, so I, I think that I think I'm going to lean towards the 22 team because they got, you know, with the young arms they have, plus the three guys at the top who are experienced, it's it looks like it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, this is close. The wait, Lorenzen didn't start off as a starter last year, did he? Going into camp, he was supposed to be the Reds' fifth starter, like it, it sounded like he had the inside track. Was what people were saying. So. But Hoffman ended up being the fifth guy, right? Well, and De Leon was in the rotation because Gray was hurt. Ah, gotcha. so they they were both there. So, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty close because Wade Miley gives a big bump at four, the four hole. Yeah, and those others just so many unknowns. Yeah, yeah I mean, if sure, if you're, if you're getting twenty twenty one Wade Miley, I think there's no question i would take the 2021 rotation but if we're talking what wade miley may or may not put up in 2022 i, I don't think he's going to be anywhere close to what he did in 2021 i just don't think he's gonna be able to repeat that i'm not saying he'll be bad i think i think he'll probably be closer to a league average starter if i was if i was betting um so i don't know i mean it, essentially you are swapping out wade miley and bringing in green and Lodolo into the mix I mean, that's certainly has the potential to be a good trade-off. You know, there's no guarantees, you know. Um, there's no Jose De Leon, so that's that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I just think I'm, I'm, I'm uh, mixing my lineup up over there on the 2022. Well, Castillo, Gray, Mally, Lodolo, Green, well, we expect, Martin, Gutierrez. Well, we expect Castillo will be better. Yes. Right. Because there's no way he's going to have as bad of, of, uh, um, a first two months as he had last year. He's just not going to do that again. I, don't know if I wouldn't say he's it's not going to happen. He's not going to have an ERA of eight going into June. Like the, he, that's not going to happen again. Now, I don't know if he will be able to have the same kind of run of dominance he had after that again, you know? So some of that might kind of even out. I think Ray will at least be slightly better. I would be surprised because what he ended up right around a four year a last year. Yeah, I just I have a hard time believing he's he's going to be worse, right? I think he's going to be at least a little better. I I've already said I think Mally's going to be better. Gray, if he stays healthy, I mean I think he's probably he's put up about the same numbers every year. So I think yeah. he just kind of is what he is. So I mean I think the top three overall probably have the potential to probably will be slightly better if if I was betting. And then. Yeah. You're basically after that swapping out Green and Lodolo and you know maybe Gutierrez or San Martin for for Miley and Gutierrez or Hoffman or DeLeon, whoever the fifth starter was throughout the year. So I mean, I definitely think they're at least comparable to each other. I don't think there's this big gap like I think it's kind of been I don't think there's gonna be a big step back by any means. I think the rotation is still gonna be probably about as good, but has the potential to be better. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. 
We need to get one more, one more comment. Carlos will let you read this one. What does it say? Let's discuss trading the light hitting strikeout Ars Barrero to another team. Man, y'all mean mean <laughs> AF on here. <laughs> thanks, no. thanks, Jeff, for watching. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. Trying to do. I hope you're joking, Jeff. I I think Jeff's joking. Uh, <laughs> but if, if you're not Jeff, we we we, we love both players. The Reds need. The Reds need a good Kyle Farmer and they need a good Jose Barrero in 2022. I Both players being good cut is good. His hair, man. I love that soul glow hair coming out the back <laughs> of that helmet, baby. That's money. Yeah. Hopefully that can become a thing. Like t-shirts, I'll buy a t-shirt with the soul Same. glow silhouette. Since these shirts, if you see this, yeah. you have two customers waiting on you. Send us a free one for our for our uh, efforts. Yeah. Exactly. And pay the photographer that you rip off for taking the photo. Yep. Most importantly. All right. So I think we touched on everything. Did we miss anything? Is there anything more important we got to touch on? No more steamers to talk about. No more steamers. Can't believe we dragged this out over an hour. I know. I know. We're approaching clay territory. <laughs> Gotta wrap this up. Yes. So with that note and that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this week's edition of Late Night Reds Talk Live brought to you by the Belief Podcast Network, Bet Online, and Lightbox Diamonds. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We are at all the above. Um, please, for the love of God, for our Christmas present this year, leave us a nice, solid five-star review, please, so people find us more. Um, obviously, had a fun year. We're doing our best during the lockout because there's jack crap to talk about at times, but we appreciate you guys are hanging out with us, still coming and talking on the show and giving us comments. Um, Bryce for feeding us some stats. That's definitely coming in useful, so we definitely appreciate that as well. Uh, but other than that, we'll be back next week for our Christmas spectacular. Nick doesn't know. I just called it that. So I'm um, sorry, producer Nick, but get your Christmas stuff prepared for next week's show. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.